Okay, this is Friday's Chumash. So on Friday's Chumash, we are continuing Thursday's Chumash, which means we are continuing enumerating all of the offerings, all of the karbonos, the animal with its mincha offering, its flower offering, with its wine offering, its nesach offering. At this point, we're in the Yemim Tevim. We did Shabbos, we did Rosh Chodesh, and now we're doing Yantif. So the first Pasuk says, in the first month, because counting the months, as Taira does, the first month is Nisan. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, bring a Pesach offering to Hashem. And the Pasuk continues, on the 15th day of the month, that 14th is Erev Pesach, on the 15th day of the month, we begin now the holiday of Pesach, eat matzah for seven days, the first day is holy, don't do any work. In other words, from the Torah, the first Pesach is a seven-day holiday. The first and seventh are holy. And in between, of course, is Cholamayid. So Kol Avaida, any significant work. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that all work is prohibited on Yantif. We're talking here on Yantif. Even work that would cause a loss if you didn't do it, it's prohibited. Because on Cholamayid, where some work is permitted and some work is prohibited, so what work, Mida Araisa, is prohibited? And here Rashi is following this approach. Others argue and say it's Mida Rabbanan, but according to Rashi, on Cholamayid, you can do work that if you didn't do it, you'd have a loss. But if you wouldn't have a loss, you can't do it. But on Yantiv, even if you'd have a loss, you would still not be allowed to do it. In other words, the question here in essence is, Malachas Avoida implies hard work. So maybe easy work I am allowed to do. So therefore Rashi is explaining that the issue of the difficulty of the work is not the factor here. And when we're saying Malachas Avoida, we mean even work that you could view as a necessity work that would lead to more labor, if ignored, you still are not allowed to do anyantif. So obviously, if you're not allowed to do that work, you're not allowed to do any other work either. Okay, continuing the next Pasuk, 19. So on the yantif, because now we're discussing the yantif, bring two young bulls, one ram, and seven sheep, all perfect without blemish. And Rashi here goes through. It's very interesting because these are the exact same karbonos as for Rosh and Rashi didn't tell us this drash for Shchidosh, but he tells it here. The bulls is compared to Abraham, because there's a Pasuk that Abraham ran to the cattle, to the bulls, when he was feeding the angels. The ram is compared to Yitzchak, because the ram was offered instead of Yitzchak by Vakeda. And the sheep is compared to Yaakov, because Yaakov separated the spotted from the speckled, the white from the spotted from the speckled sheep. question is, why here does... Rashi give this drash. Well, Rashi could have given this drash in the previous psukim when we discussed the karbonos of Rosh Chodesh, which are exactly the same. Two bulls, one ram, and seven lambs. And some explain that Rashi wanted specifically to connect it to a yantif offering, not Rosh Chodesh, but yantif. This is Pesach. Because also here in the yantif, the three yamim correspond to Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Avraham to Pesach, because we have a Pasuk where Avraham tells Sarah, go make the matzahs on Pesach, Yitzchak to Shavuos, 
because the ram's horn, when the Torah was given on Shavuos, is from that ram of the Akedah that was offered in place of Yitzhak. And Yaakov just sukkahs because it says Yaakov made for his animals sukkahs. Or another idea is, is Abraham is chesed, and Yitzhak Mitzrayim was all chesed. Yaakov is shuas because Yaakov was, is all about learning Torah and Torah shuas. And Yitzhak is sukkahs because sukkahs is a holiday of karbanos, and Yitzhak himself was offered as a karban. Continuing in the Pesukim, now we're going to be listing all of these karbanos. So in Pasuk 19, we said the two bulls, the one ram, the seven sheep. In 20 and 21, we speak of the mincha offering, the flour mixed with the olive oil. Three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths of an ephah per ram, and one-tenth of an ephah per sheep. Additionally, just like by Rosh Chodesh, we offer one he-goat as a chatzas. All of this is beyond the daily karbanas, the karban tamid, which of course is offered twice a day, every day. In Pasach Haftalad it says that like this you should make for seven days, meaning for seven days offer exactly the same thing. Every day of the seven days offer all of these 11 animals. And Rashi comments that this is unlike Sukkot, because in Sukkot we started off with this much vaster number of animals, and then we went down, right? That's, of course, we're not going to do sukkahs. That's not today. But in sukkahs, on the first day, they started with 13 bulls. The next day, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. But here, every single day, you offer the exact same number to a day for every single day of the Chag of Pesach. So this was all discussing Pesach. And the seventh day, just as we said, the first day is a holiday, Pasuk 25 says the seventh day is also a holiday. Do not do any work. And then 26. So that was all from the first Pasuk of our section until Chafei, until 25, is all about Pesach. In 26, now we're discussing Shavuos. So Shavuos here, we don't say, and on Shavuos, the Pasuk says, Ubiyom Habikurim. And on the day when you're offering the first fruits, you're bringing this new mincha chadasha, this new mincha meal offering to Hashem, in your holiday of the weeks. So why are we calling this Biyom HaBikurim? Why are we calling Yom HaBikurim Shavuos? In other words, later in the Passover we say B'Shavuosechem, but we begin by calling this holiday Biyom HaBikurim. What's the Bikurim here? Bikurim means the first fruits. What does first fruits have to do with Shavuos? So Rashi explains that on Shavuos we offer a unique carbon, Shtei HaLechem. This, it was unique because generally the whole year the Beis HaMikdash was Pesachtik, meaning every single mincha, and we're always offering these mincha offerings, they were all matzah, they were all kashal Pesach, except two carbonos, the carbon taida, and this carbon on Shavuos of Shtei HaLechem, of these two loaves that were actually chametz. In other words, all the other breads in the Beis HaMikdash were all versions of matzah, except for the carbon taida, but you offered if you got out of jail or across the sea or certain special situations, got out of prison. And on Shavuos, there were these two loaves of chametz challah offered. Now, why are these called bikurim? Because this is the first carbon mincha from the new crop, meaning... 
on the first day of Cholamite Pesach, which means the second day of Pesach, there was a special carbon offered. It was called the carbon Oimer, like Sviras Oimer. It's the carbon Oimer. That was a carbon from the new crop, the new grains. And that carbon allowed the people to eat grains from the new crops. If you ever heard of the idea of Chadash and Yashan, this is the roots of it. Until that offering, you had to eat Yashan, you had to eat from the old crop. And after that offering was offered, you could eat Chadash and from the new crops. That a person was allowed to eat, but they didn't get offered in the Beis HaMikdash, besides this carbon HaOimer. When was the first time they offered it? On Shavuos the Shtei HaLechem. These two loaves from the new crop, and from then on, all the Mincha offerings could come from the new crop. So that's why we're calling it Biyom HaBikurim, of the first fruits. Now it's the carbon to allow the Mincha offering to be from the first fruits. And then with this, you offer the two bulls and the one ram and the seven lambs and the mincha, as we've been discussing, by Rosh Chodesh and by Pesach, the exact same mincha and the same he-goat for achatas. And in addition, milvah, besides all these, this is beyond the daily karbanas, with the daily mincha, and all of these karbanas have to be without any blemish. Vinnis kehem. And their nesach, the Nesach is, remember, with every carbon, there's the animal, there's the Mincha, which is the flour offering, the flour mixed with the olive oil, and there's the Nesach, the wine offering. So it's interesting because we've already had in all these verses, at some point in discussing each one of the holidays, or Shabbos, or Shadesh, it says, or something along those lines that says, the animal can't have a blemish. But here, the Pesach transposes it and puts it between a mincha so ta'asu, makes a mincha, to mimim yulachem, they should be without blemish, vinniskehem. So it's linking this phrase, to mimim yulachem, it should be without blemish, that until now we always associated like the animal should not have a blemish. And it's connecting it, that's seemingly what it means, to the, to the nesach, which is the wine. So it's implying that the wine also shouldn't have a blemish. So Rashi says yes. The wine has the unblemished, which means in older wines you could have these like decaying globules in the wine. That's a blemish. It's a mump. And therefore this wine is disqualified. Where do we see that wine can't have a blemish? Because this phrase, is transposed from where it normally is written in all the previous times to be right next to the word that the wine also can't have a blemish. That was through Pasuk Lamed, meaning all of that from Pasuk Chavav to Lamed, 26 to 30, is all about Shavuos. Now, Perkhav Tes Pasuk Aleph is going to speak about Rosh Hashanah. The first day of the seventh month, sacred holiday, no work, sound the ram's horn, bring a burnt offering, an oila for Hashem, Rech Nechayach, different than before, one bull, one ram, and seven lambs without blemish, and the mincha offering of the same dimensions as before, and the hegop for the chatzas as before. And all this is milvad besides the oil of Rosh Chodesh. So Rashi explains that this holiday we said is Rosh Hashanah. Well, guess what? Every year Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Chodesh. It's the first day of the month of Tishrei. So beyond all of those special offerings, because it's Rosh Hashanah, 
the one bull, the one ram, and the seven lambs, plus you're going to also offer all the karbanas you offer on Rosh Chodesh. Those 11 other animals that you offer on Rosh Chodesh, you also are going to offer because it's also Rosh Chodesh. So Rosh Hashanah was Aleph through Vav. Pasuk Zayim, Pasuk 7. Now we're talking about Yom Kippur here and some of the karbanas of Yom Kippur. On the 10th day of the 7th month, fast, no work, burnt offerings, the Reich Nechayach for Hashem, one bull, one ram, seven lambs. The exact same karbanas that we had for Rosh Hashanah. And the meal offerings, the mincha, of the same dimensions that we've already learned. And the he-goat, as we're seeing every time, there's also this he-goat. But here it's different. Because the Pasuk says, You're offering one he-goat beyond the other chatzas because it's Yom Kippur. Meaning there were two goats that were offered. One goat... The other one, the one we're not talking about here, the beyond one, was offered in the inner Mizbeach, Nezech which we discussed in Achrim. Most Rashi says not here. And that was also a chatas. That was also a goat. Additionally, the one we're talking about here is offered on the regular Mizbeach, the Mizbeach in the Chatzir. So at our Pasuk, it's the chatas he-goat, offered in the Chatzir, the regular Mizbeach that we offer the animals, and this is milvad beyond the chatzah, special chatzah for Yom Kippur that was very unusually because inside in the temple, in the sanctuary proper, there was a special mizbeach that all year round we just offered spices on. But in Yom Kippur, we also offer this additional he-goat for a chatzah on it. And u'minchasem, u'minchasem v'nis kehem. So, we're saying here that this relates to the Musaf offering that we spoke about before, not to the, what we're talking about in our Pasuk. Because in our Pasuk, we're talking about the sin offering goat. But as we already learned and discussed in previous Rashis, there's no Nesach, there's no wine offering with the goat. So, I can't, so what are we talking about? Who, who, what is this referring to? So, I don't know. It can't be referring to the goat. The goat's a, a chatzah offering. There's no nesach with a chatzah offering. So, therefore, Rashi says it has to be referring to what we spoke about earlier, which is on Yom Kippur, all of these special musaf offerings for Yom Kippur that here we're being reminded also here. We have the mincha and we have the nesach. Now, Rashi here clarifies that what we're saying here is, aside from the burnt offering and the mincha, offer these special animals and their nesach. And Rashi says we see this by all of the Yom Tovim, except for Sukkot. Why except for Sukkot? Because by Sukkot, which we're going to do on Shabbos, every single day of Sukkot, we see very clearly written with the Musaf offering of that day and their Nesach, which on Shabbos you'll find out why it's specifically written in a different format. Here, 
we're saying one ender nessa for all the carbonos. There, it's per day. So since it's per day, we don't need a cumulative sentence at the end. But here, since we didn't mention it before, this word, and their nesach, v'nizkehem, is cumulative for all of the karbonos that we mentioned earlier are the mus of karbonos for Yom Kippur. Good Shabbos.